0: Welcome to the Haringey Education Partnership Brief. It's Monday, the 9th of May. I'm Luke.
1: And I'm Maya. And we're here to bring you up to date with what's happening in education. Here's what you need to know this week. Exams watchdog, Ofqual, has released a new three-year vision plan as students gear up for summer exams. Some of the points from the corporate plan include readiness to implement contingency arrangements for exams due to the pandemic, evaluating the risks and benefits of remote invigilation, identifying bias in and using more objective test questions, evaluating the use of extra time in exams for disabled students, and reducing the environmental impact of the exam system.
0: In related news, much of Ofqual's new plan is focused on the use of technology in exams. The plan states the organization will consider approaches to the regulation of innovative practices and technology to make sure these promote valid and efficient assessment and are implemented safely in the interests of students. Ofqual also says it will explore the role of adaptive testing as well, potentially as a replacement for tiering in certain GCSEs. Adaptive tests change the questions that a candidate receives based on how they perform in the test.
1: Schools may be forced to hand back late catch-up cash, even though the bulk of it was just handed out a couple of weeks ago. The government demands the catch-up tutoring cash be spent by August or be returned, effectively giving schools only four months to use the funding. If your school has received the school-led tutoring instalment, you are advised to use the funding as soon as possible.
0: An Office for National Statistics survey has found that around half of secondary pupils continued to wear face masks in school, even after government guidance changed. Most pupils felt that face coverings should still be mandatory, despite 74% reporting that masks made communication difficult. Perhaps the real reason secondary pupils want to keep their masks on is so that they can hide their pimply faces.
1: This week's deep dive, the IEA and UNESCO Responses to Educational Disruption Survey, or REDS. Last week, we mentioned that HEP was listening to Fresh Ed's podcast about REDS, the international survey conducted by UNESCO and the International Association for the Evaluation of Educational Achievement, or IEA. Like several other studies in the past few years, this one looks at the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on education. Different from other studies, however, is its emphasis on systematic international comparison.
0: REDS looks at 11 countries spanning four continents. They include Burkina Faso, Denmark, Ethiopia, Kenya, the Russian Federation, Rwanda, Slovenia, the United Arab Emirates, Uruguay, and Uzbekistan. The survey covered continuity of teaching and learning, learning progress as perceived by teachers, help and support for students, and efforts to prepare for future disruptions, among other topics.
1: In Burkina Faso, Rwanda, Kenya, Ethiopia, and India, proportions of school leaders reported no teaching provision at all during pandemic-related disruptions. In the other six countries, though provisions were continued, the focus of teaching was narrowed down to the essential components of the curriculum. Most teachers believe that new approaches to teaching and learning will continue to be important after the pandemic.
0: Over 50% of teachers in all countries stated that students had not progressed to the extent they normally would have at that time of year. About half of the students across all countries agreed that it became more difficult to know how they were progressing.
1: In most countries, parents or teachers were able to help their pupils learn during the pandemic disruption, but a significant percentage of students had no one to help them with their schoolwork during this time. In particular, it was more difficult to provide support to lower-achieving and vulnerable students.
0: More than 50% of students surveyed said they felt overwhelmed and anxious about their schooling in the context of the pandemic. At the same time, teacher workload generally increased, although many teachers did report feeling supported by school leadership and their colleagues.
1: As for preparedness for future disruptions, answers from school leaders varied widely. Most students, however, felt unprepared for a similar future event. This highlights the need for developing tailored measures to identify and aid students during disruptions.
0: REDS was developed to include the context of socioeconomic variables, which was useful for identifying inequalities in learning opportunities during the pandemic. Students with a lower socioeconomic status were more worried about their future education and completing schoolwork, and less confident overall. Interestingly, gender gaps were not consistent and less pronounced in all countries.
1: Overall, REDS found that teaching and learning mostly continued during COVID-19. But this was only possible through the flexibility, adaptability, resilience and determination of systems, schools, teachers and students. Teacher workload, student and teacher well-being and future preparedness remain challenging issues. But the survey was not without positives. The lessons learned from REDS will inform policymakers and school systems across the world about the way in which global disruptions affect education. It will also grant important insights into the lasting effects of the new methods of teaching and learning born from the pandemic.
0: This Week at HEP, Haringey Learning Partnership are hosting an introduction to their transition program on the 11th of May at 4pm. This session will outline the role that the tailored program plays in smoothing the transition to secondary school for young people identified at risk of a permanent exclusion. Hannah Wilson is joining us to host Diversity in Leadership on the 12th of May at 1pm. This week's theme is Developing Your School's Commitment to Belonging. All sessions are hosted online and available to book on the HEP Booking Hub.
1: This week, we've been watching Children in Charge, reporting on unrest from the Economist Educational Foundation. Divided into three classroom activities, this webinar challenges students to think hard about questions such as When you can't report the truth, Is it better to report nothing at all? How should journalists report in a conflict? How can we support journalists working in difficult situations? Check it out on their website.
0: This week, we've been reading 5 ways the new sustainability and climate change strategy for schools in England doesn't match up to what young people actually want in the conversation. From the want to take action and the need for professional development, it's clear further change is needed to put sustainability and climate change at the heart of education. We've linked the full article in the show notes.
1: This week, we've been listening to Hope Wilder on the ERRR podcast hosted by Ollie Lovell. Wilder is the founder of Pathfinder Community School, which was a self-directed learning community for ages 5 to 14 that operated democratically, including students using sociocracy a process of collective decision-making. The pair discuss how to run effective meetings and how you can empower young people in decision-making.
0: And that's it for our Monday, the 9th of May, Hep Brief. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, share on social media, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This brief has been written and produced by Maya Cardwell and Luke Kemper. Music by Shane Ivers. We'll see you next week.